Welcome back to .NET Rocks. This is Carl Franklin. And this is Richard Campbell. And we're still in Prague. We like Prague. We Prague like is Prague. nice. Yep. Uh, I went out to dinner and uh, a check picked up the check. Okay. Is that where we're going to go <laughs> no, today? No, I yeah. promise. No more check jokes. <laughs> yeah. I promise. No null checks either? I won't go there. No null checks. Okay. Nope. Check please. None of that. So Check um, your bad humor at the door. That's right. Okay. We'll do that. Uh, anyway, um, just a warning. We will bleep, but there will be F-bombs right Coming now. up. Coming up. Better no framework. Go. All right, dude. What do you got? This is a GitHub repo, and it's a little tool called the... F okay. The... F that's what it is. And? And it's a magnificent app inspired by at Limosor, uh, Liamosor, who's Liam O, on Twitter, that corrects errors in previous console commands. Basically, any time that he has an access denied, it's an alias for sudo. <laughs> <laughs> so he just types <laughs> and whatever. It runs the same, the previous command again with deletes sudo. Deletes the history. It's like uh, <laughs> equals sudo dollar history minus p. Slash bang, uh. slash bang. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I get it. Now, that, that is, is awesome. That is brilliant. Right. <laughs> it's so. a different league. And they said naming things is hard, right? Yeah, That's right. right. It's not, it isn't that hard. I mean, You're just not thinking creatively yeah. enough. So, there you go. I thought it was great. And know it, learn it, love it. And, and actually, in, on second thought, no, don't. No. Yeah, you don't need to know. <laughs> you don't need to it's know. All right. <laughs> anyway, short and sweet. Who's talking to us, Richard? We grabbed a comment off of show 1585, the one we did down at NDC Sydney, the beginning yeah. of October. Uh, it was actually the end of September with Adam Stevenson talking about making bots. Yeah. Because we're going to talk a little bit about bots today. Mm. And this comment comes from us from Petters Vigson Broden, who said the Better Know framework ties better into the wider discussion of bots than you may have intended. Okay. Uh, I'm, pretty sure, I'm not sure what that better no framework was. It might have been the Trump bot or uh, something funny remember. like that. In Linus's announcements on kernel.org, he writes the following. And of course, this is when Linus was having his whole, I've been too oh, mean that's right. and, yeah. and I'm going to be nicer now. Gentler, Linus. Going to therapy. Okay. <laughs> and this is something. This is quoted from Linus. Torvalds. He doesn't use the f No. No, he's nicer now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. This is quoted from Linus. Okay. And yes, some of it might just be tooling. Maybe I can get an email filter in place so that it, when I send an email with curse words, it just won't go out. <laughs> I sense a theme coming here Because, today. hey, I'm a big believer in tools, and at least some problems going forward might be improved by simple automation. Or, in the words of Clippy... It looks like you're about to start a flame war. Would you like to go for a walk instead? <laughs> that's great. Now, that's funny right there. I don't care who you are now. That's funny. Another thing. I was listening to this episode in the car, and I thought, I should comment on that Linus thing. I didn't want to forget, so I used Google Assistant to make a note for myself, telling me mm -hmm. uh, to make the note saying, comment on .NET rocks. And I'll let the screenshot speak for itself and I'll, you can you know, go back and look at that show if you want to get the screenshot okay but the screenshot is make a note okay comment on dog networks <laughs> dog <laughs> networks <laughs> like dot net only different only different uh peter great comment thanks for the laugh and a copy of music to code by it's on its way to you and if you'd like a copy of music to code by write a comment on the website at dotnetrocks.com or on facebook we publish every show there and if you comment there and we read it on the show we'll send you a copy of music to code by and definitely follow us on twitter he's at rich campbell i'm at carl franklin send us a tweet because what the f nice <laughs> 
<laughs> just had to squeeze one more bleep in there, didn't you? Sure, no sweet. Yeah, you know, well, we pay Brandon by the bleep, so oh, that's we're great. racking up some money here. Yeah, it's going to cost us. <laughs> yeah. my, my next framework will be called bleep. Yeah, you know. for sure. Just bleep. All right, let me introduce our guests who have been laughing along with us here, Edwin Van Wyk and Sonder Mollenkamp. Edwin and Sonder both work for a company called InfoSupport in the Netherlands. Sonder is Principal Cloud Architect. He's been helping customers by designing and developing solutions using Microsoft technology since 1999 and has a passion for cloud-native architectures. He's a Microsoft Azure MVP. Now, Edwin is a principal software architect and has been active in software development since 1999 also. He helps organizations with building distributed systems based on modern software architectures. Edwin's also a Microsoft MVP in the developer technologies category since 2016. Edwin and Saunders speak regularly at conferences, run several meetups, and produce a video channel for developers called .NETflix. Not suit yet. Not suit yet. Yet. Trying oh, to. Dot Netflix. Netflix. You got it. <laughs> I got it. Good. We figured it out right away. I'm sure some lawyer is going to get you one of these days. I wasn't can paying you, attention. Can That's, you say cease and desist? <laughs> That's really, really good. Yeah, it's pun intended. That's so. funny. So why are you guys here at this conference? What are you doing here? Yeah, we're uh, just uh, as a speaker here. So we're speaking on the on the conference. We both had some sessions, and one of the sessions we're going to talk about today was the the eight bit adventure game uh, session. And we met uh, Thomas, the organizer of the conference at uh, the MVP summit last year, mm-hmm. and he invited us. So we uh, we sent in some sessions, and we're now here. And here we are. Yeah, yes. and he took the session building awesome eight bit adventure games with Microsoft bought framework. So now yeah, to me, I don't know why he did that. But. <laughs> it's a fun session. <laughs> to me, 8-Bit Adventure Games is ASCII, because that's 8 bits per character. Uh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Text Adventure Games. But uh, you're talking about 8-Bit Graphics. Yeah, 8-Bit like Graphics, 256 the, colors. The old yeah. style, Asteroids and all of that. Yeah, so a little bit more recent, I think, than Asteroids. Mm-hmm. Basically, uh, do you know the games from Lucasfilm Games? Lucasfilm, in, in the early yeah. days, like right. Maniac Mansion, Day of the Tentacle, Se- Day of Tentacle Monkey Island. Yeah. yeah. So those Full are really frontal. the type of games that we've both grew up with. And even those uh, adventure games that uh, Infocom, I guess, they grew that into. That was Zork. Yeah, that was Zork. But those are the text ones. But yeah. what was like Leisure Suit Larry and yeah. all that of those? That was like Sierra. Yeah, Sierra. Sierra. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. King's Quest, Police King's Quest, Quest all Poli- those Quest games. And I yeah. think yeah. Sierra was more popular in the United States. And Lucas, LucasArts was always more popular over here in Europe. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. that makes sense. Interesting. So, w- you basically showed how to make an 8-bit game in .NET? Well, basically, it started with the bot framework because we wanted to do something with bot framework. And right. then we said, oh, okay, let's build a demo. And most of the demos you see about bot framework is, okay, I'm a hotel bot. You want to book yes. a room. And yeah. we also want to get a cab. So, it's it's lots of the same stuff. And then we said, can we do a demo with yeah. something that we're passionate about? And then we said, okay, what do we like? Not you passionate know, about service desk? Come on. Yeah. yeah. Okay. But <laughs> there, there are other things. So, yeah. And then we said, okay, what do we like? We have both have a passion for these kinds of games. Right. And wow. when we start looking at Zork, because you mentioned it, right. mm-hmm. it is basically yeah. a bot. It tells you where you are. You give yeah. it a command. It does something, and it tells you something else. Exactly. That, that's where it all started, basically. You're in a maze so. of twisty little passages all alike. Right. <laughs> it's dark. You're it's likely dark. to be There is a group. glove yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> Leave the glove alone. <laughs> <laughs> Believe Don't me. Don't yeah. touch the glove. So, so that's where it started. And it, it basically grew out into first a text-based version and then actually also uh, a complete UI with 8-bit graphics. So That's wow. crazy. That yeah. is nuts. Where can I get this game? 
Uh, you can play it currently at, uh, I think the URL is playgamertron45zones.azurewebsites.net. Wow. Playgamertron 4000. 4000. All right, so let's describe what we're looking at here. This is, uh, is that Scott Guthrie? Because he's wearing a red shirt. Yeah, he's wearing a red shirt and he has glasses and he has a little bit of a resemblance of Scott Guthrie. But, he, but it's this, purely coincidental. It's co- yes. incidental. This, this yeah. is Guy Guthrie. This is Guy Guthrie. He's, <laughs> our, he's our hero. We also wanted something like uh, Scott Hanselman or so we had a Hans Scuttleman, but he's not <laughs> yet in. But, you know, we wanted to keep it in the Microsoft uh, right, era, okay. so to speak. That is awesome, guys. <laughs> and we made him the hero of the game. So, of yeah, course. What, what can be? We have haven't actually got him to play it, but we're you know we're working on that. We're, we're, right. yeah. We're, yeah, we're communicating with his people to uh, to show him this. So yeah. basically, can anybody create a game? Is did you create an engine or did you just use you know graphics primitives or what did you do? No, we we basically reused this uh, open source gaming framework called Phaser. Phaser. Yeah, Phaser. Phaser.io. How do you spell it? P H A S E R. Oh, okay. Yeah, and that's a, a framework, an HTML5 framework, uh, which makes it very easy to create these kinds, kinds of games using sprites, uh, physics, even 3D stuff. And it's HTML. So yeah, it's, it's just the HTML, just some JavaScript in running in wow. the browser. Yeah. Love it. Really great framework. Wow. <laughs> and then the back end, because that's only the front end part, but the back end part, the actual game logic, that's being run in a bot. In the uh, bot framework. Yeah, in the bot framework behind so the bots. You use uh, the bot framework as your state machine. Exactly. Basically, yeah. Oh, so I love this. JavaScript goes right to the bot network. There's no like web API layer or anything. That's a, so that's the interesting thing about the, the bot framework. Once you've got the, your bot up and running, you can expose it uh, via various channels to the, using the bot connector service. Mm. So, for example, you can play the game in Slack. Or in Skype, mm. or in Cortana, okay. <laughs> as a text adventure game, simply okay. by connecting a client to the bot connector server. I love it. Oh, this is going to be a big time waster for me. <laughs> <in the future. laughs> I, I remember when s- I used to get work done. I can see this happening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's the difference between like programmers and mere gamers <laughs> is because <laughs> programmers create their own games, gamers just play them. Exactly, creating yeah. them is much more fun. It's yeah. much more fun. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of lots of time. And and once we had the text version up and running, so we could give commands like look at newspaper or talk to this guy um hang on a second i gotta write those down <laughs> <laughs> it's in the manual no, no spoilers oh, okay. no spoilers and you can ask it you can ask the bot what can i do no that's actually a feature that we don't implement it yet oh we but, should build that yeah but then then we thought about okay now we can give it commands and it tells us where we are you're mm. in a park and mm. there's a bench and there's mm. a newspaper next to it then we said okay well let's create these rooms so what you're looking at when you start the game is for us it's the park room Right, and this basically is um, in the bot framework. There's the notion of dialogues, mm-hmm. and a dialogue handles all kinds of interaction between the user and the bot framework. Mm-hmm. So we have a park room, and that contains all kinds of logic, and you can interact with that. So you say room, but it's really like a scene. It's a scene. Yeah, yeah. We, it's we, a scene. But we stole the terminology from Lucasfilm games, yeah, okay. and they always called it a room, even right. even if it's outside. Yeah. Right. right. And then we had to name the thing. And like we said, naming things is hard. And we were also really just playing Thimbleweed Park. I don't know if you know that one. No. no. What's so that's basically Christ. a game in this kind of style with all the humor and the and the, the puzzles in it by Ron Gilbert. Yeah. Right. Who is just the original creator of both Monkey Island and Maniac Mansion? Oh, okay. so this is his modern game. Although he's, yeah. I'm looking at the graphics and he's still got that yes, pixely exactly. style. So, so yeah. this, this was a Kickstarter uh, yeah. project. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, and... 
in the game. I don't know if I'm going to spoil, so people that want to play the game still, just cover your ears right now. But in the game, lots of stuff, lots of stuff that you interact with is called the mm-hmm, a Tron. Okay. okay. 3000. So the Fritschatron uh, uh, 3000. And we Lovely. just stole that. Uh, and now it's the game. We steal a lot of stuff. Yeah, we yeah. steal a lot of stuff. And we did the 3000 first for the V3 of the bot framework. <laughs> yeah. And now we upgraded it to V4 and it's uh, the 4000. <laughs> now it's 4, TM, right? So, right. yeah. Right. Is there, oh, yeah. There You're going to defend copyright trademark. <laughs> you guys. No problem. Okay. No problem. Are there any adult themes in your, in your, uh, game no it's no, totally no. family fun yeah. oh that's good yeah so still no disney hook, level so no hooker or tron 3000 4000 <laughs> not yet but <laughs> you're right. giving us ideas so <laughs> well i you know it's always the, a sequel in the works the most fun game i ever played was leisure suit larry the yeah. land of the lounge lizards which is a guy in a polyester suit whose ob- main objective is to get laid i know can send me yeah and it one of the <laughs> <laughs> one of the funniest scenes <laughs> is when you have to you know you've got your condom and you've got all your stuff and you're ready to go and you go to a nightclub and there's this girl sitting there and you walk up to her and say hello and he says hi may i join you and she says why am i coming apart and you hear (laughs) (laughs) like little things yeah so that's the kind of humor that we also like in the games and we'd like to put it in but uh, maybe we should talk also about the scripting because once we had the game up and running Mm -hmm. we wanted to do these kinds of things but you know we have some sprites so we define what's in the room, what's our, what are the objects that we can interact with, what yeah. are the actors. And then we had to write code to make it do stuff. Mm. And then we started being more gamers than programmers. So mm. we said maybe... More like a director. More even. like a director. Even. We wanted to script uh, what, what, happen- what was happening in the game. So basically what, uh, what we did was we created a, um, a, a format, text-based mm. format. Mm. And now we can just write a script as if it was a, a screenplay, what happens in the game, and then the game reacts on it. Wow. Yeah, and that's basically the same as, as what the, the, the classic adventure games did. So, for sure. example, Lucasfilm adds, adds SCUM, Script and Utility for Maniac Mansion, mm-hmm. which allowed the game designers to very quickly iterate and create puzzles and, and, right. and storylines. Yeah, we stole that idea also. <laughs> yeah. Did you build your sprites in, I don't know, Paint? <laughs> well, paint.net. Paint. Come on. <laughs> oh, okay, so you yeah, went no, with the no, leading no. edge stuff. We, I don't know if we can, you know, we were talking about getting sued for that .netflix thing. But well, we're getting sued now anyway, yeah. so we can just, talk we about can this one as well. We can just put it all on the we, table. So we, because we, we both cannot draw at all. Nope. So what okay. we did we was... programmers, right? Right. Yeah. So we found some uh, some guy on the internet who extracted all the original sprites and animations from Monkey Island. Oh. So you've got this, these nice... Uh, 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 sprite sheets with walking animations. Oh. You can just draw over them with a little bit different colors, oh, make yeah. it different pixel colors. by pixel. So pixel by pixel, and then you can get some really nice new animations based on the old stuff. Oh, I yeah. see. And Phaser can handle that, so you can just feed it a sprite sheet and say that the sprites are these width, and then they animate it, and you can use it within the game. So I take it the Monkey Island people really don't care you know I well the monkey not, island people know. are now disney so yeah. i really hope they don't care <laughs> well, I, well it's not like 8-bit games are flying off the shelves <laughs> at disney.com <laughs> nope yeah, yeah. I'm, thinking, I'm, I'm pretty sure disney cares about everything you're just flying below the radar yeah. at this point anyway. exactly if they if they know 
our game already, then yeah, that yeah, would then be you very get success. You get yeah. a cease and desist from Disney. Hey, a cease and desist, and B like put it on the wall. Yeah, yeah exactly. we're gonna get a beer for that. Yeah. That's a great day. Yeah, you throw a party yeah. for that. They noticed us. <laughs> well, a yeah. lawyer did anyway. Yeah. Mm. But okay, we have to. I, I see some work coming on because we now have to create a hooker sprite. So <laughs> let's let's see who does that one. You know. <laughs> now I think the greatest scene leadership Larry was the the toilet overflowing in the yeah, discotheque. Yeah, yeah. Yes. It kills you. Right. right. <laughs> oh. Spoiler alert, I never uh -oh. got that far. Uh -oh. Uh -oh. Damn! But that's one thing I've always liked from the LucasArts games, that you cannot get killed. Right. Well, that doesn't mean anything, really. Mm -hmm. yeah. And then there's this one scene in Monkey Island when you're on the top of a mountain and you can drop off the mountain if you, if you walk too close to the ledge. Right. Mm -hmm. And then you get this very Shiera online, like, uh, end dialogue from, oh, I'm so sorry you are dead. Yeah. And then you just have to wait a couple of seconds. And then Kai Rush, the main character, comes flying in again. <laughs> and he just exclaims, rubber tree. <laughs> and you can go on playing. <laughs> so cool. Oh, too much. Very silly ways to get all that done. Have you guys ever programmed games before you started this? I haven't. No. Really? So no, it was just bringing together the bot framework and some graphics and That's a story it. and yeah. yeah and then and then thinking of the story we had lots of fun because you could, you start thinking about what can happen and stuff like that and uh, so we had we had all kinds of wild ideas but we haven't come around to writing the scripts and and the thing is that if you want stuff to happen in your world you have to create a sprite and you have to add it to the game engine in order to script it so there is some work involved yeah in so that. as it turns out that takes a lot of time yeah, yeah. And, and mostly our answer is you know it's open source it's up on github so right. if you want to add something help us and we will we will accept the pull request so do you guys sure. have different roles like edwin do you do the story and um do you do the graphics no i do it? basically everything and edwin does nothing yeah <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm, being, that's I'm being pretty sitting here and, you know, I'm Mike, I'm Mike Andy. No, no, I, I, I must be very honest. The, the, the biggest part of the game was created by Sandler. So mm -hmm. he created the biggest part. I helped out, but it was his thing. Mm. Uh, but, you know, thinking about the games, we work a lot together and we have yeah. the same kind of humor. So then it, you know, it starts rolling and we, we think about the scripts. And, yeah. and the thing that I did was because we can maybe look into that a little bit later, but mm -hmm. we also added, uh, because we wanted to make to let people see how versatile the cognitive services are by Microsoft. Sure. Right. You can integrate them into the bot framework. So what we also did was that people can now, if you, the command, for instance, is look at newspaper. Mm -hmm. And I have to type it correctly because it's just being matched on that string. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then I know where the command is. And that's also what made those traditional text adventure games so difficult. difficult. You had to type exactly what yeah. the designer wants you to type. verb, noun, pairs, yeah, right? Exactly. Yeah. Go north, look, newspaper, like all Open mailbox, yeah. all that hey, stuff. Hey, exactly. guys, hold that thought for just a second while we pause for this very important message. Hey, Carl here. Now, if you enjoy music to code by, you or someone you know might be interested in the app, which I've generically branded music to flow by. See what I did there? <laughs> it's a subscription model. And if you bought the complete collection of music to code by before October 24th, 2017, you are eligible to win a free six month subscription. With that, you get access to all the tracks on your phone with offline support. You get continuous play and even a sleep timer. Download Music to Flow by in your app store and flow on. And we're back. .NET Rocks. This is Carl Franklin. Uh, that's Richard Campbell. And these guys are Edwin Van Wyk and Sonder Molenkamp. And they've uh, built a game, an 8-bit graphics game using the bot framework and some great tools online. It runs in the browser. 
And um, we were just sort of talking about your roles, but I wonder, what is the story of this game? I know that you have got Scott 3 and... Uh, yeah, uh, it's basically Hans Scottleman or whatever. Yeah, it is. Hans Scottleman and, and the guy. <laughs> Hans Scottleman is not in it yet. But oh, okay, we have Guy Scottery, and basically he finds himself in in, uh, in a park, and uh, yeah, Guy like Guy. Yeah, I get guy it. Burst three bullet, and yeah. So he finds himself in a park, and there's a newspaper laying there, and he picks mm. it up, and um, so this might also contain some spoilers, so people might be aware of uh, covering their ears, um, and then he sees in this newspaper that there is lots of UFO sightings lately. And then ah. he gets beamed up to in a UFO. There's oh, two guys there, awesome. Al and Ian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and together they are an alien. So, you know, that's, this is kind of the level of humor you have to that's think great. about. That's yeah. great. And there's a big fridge and there's a list. And that's basically, and then you have to solve a puzzle to get beamed down uh, to a nice, uh, you know, a nice, uh, a nice a Hawaiian beach, beach, Hawaiian beach, and then you have played the game. So it's not very long now. Okay. So it's it's all been developing the game and making it better and better. Uh, but we're now uh, um, basically at the point that we can start expanding these scripts and adding stuff to the game. And more importantly, you can get contributors because it's on GitHub. Exactly. So somebody can do their own rooms totally. and add to the story. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Wow. Yeah. That's cool. A, a, a crowdsourced game. Yeah, that's what we basically want to happen. And I must say that Sonda created it also like in very nice framework. So adding new actors, new objects with their assets and how you structure that in the game is right. very clearly. Uh, we're in the middle of describing that, how it works. And it would be really great if we get some, you know, like-minded people with crazy humor to start thinking about yeah. uh, I gotta, uh, all these I, kinds of I got to think that your goal is to get scott to show it at build yeah that would be so keynote. awesome yeah yeah so scott if you're listening <laughs> <laughs> that was carl that said it not me but he read my mind this is it so yeah, yeah that's one yeah we we, we created a t-shirt and i think he got it mm. from jim bennett i think he yeah took one from uh, tekarama in the netherlands yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so yeah but there's also a very clear distinction between uh, what's the game engine mm -hmm. and uh what are the games so the game engine is all code but everything in the game is uh, metadata. So it's the assets, it's just uh, some JSON, and it's some plain text scripts describing what the game logic is. So yeah. when you, you are, um, if, you, if you fork this from GitHub, you can expand on the existing game, you can also create your entirely own game. Yeah, of course. So I kind of think with the Gabot framework, you, of course, you, you were talking about the language matching, like mm -hmm. all of mm -hmm. that's just automatic. Yeah. That you can, you can try different synonyms and different structures to sentences and you're probably going to get to the same yeah. command goal. Yeah. Yeah. We and integrated then, that because I trained a Lewis model to say, if I say, watch newspaper, then right. my Lewis model will say, oh, I've detected the intent look at. Right. And the entity is newspaper, I will give you back. But also read newspaper. Yeah, or pick up read, paper. Or read and paper, like all yeah. of those variations. That's yeah. just, Lewis will just suck that down. Yeah. All that hard work that, you know, the Omphilcom guys used to do to try and make those commands exactly. work. Yeah, right. and you can just now in. integrate it into the bot. It's just an API call, and there's very nice integration points, and you just get back what is the intent, what are the entities, and then we know what the command is. And right. we were already thinking about, okay, Let's add speech then. Mm -hmm. I will yeah. talk to the thing. It will create a text. Why not? Uh, uh, throw it, it into Lewis and yeah. I have my intent. And then I can feed it to the bot game. So yeah. it's just layering stuff on top of it. And it's so easy. And, and that was also what we set out to do. We wanted to show people what is possible with these bot frameworks and Lewis stuff, how easy it is. Right. 
probably just happened to the Q and A bot is really downplaying what this framework's capable of doing. Oh, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. And the, all of these service desk bots are sort of derived that way. You're just missing out on the potential here. Exactly. Yeah. Now, is there? A, it sounds like a single player game right now. But yep. is there a potential to do multiplayer games with the uh, with the botnet framework? I mean. Yeah, there is. So right now it's it's really single player, but uh, a bot uh, simply joins a conversation. Mm. So if I'm in Slack and can create a conversation with both me, Edwin, and the bot in, yep. in a single room. Yeah. So in, in that case, you could create multiplayer games. The question right. then becomes, what do you define as multiplayer? Yeah, so yeah. should we both more to do give about commands the to the bot? Or, yeah. yeah. Then right. it's entirely up to you and how you implement your logic. Yeah. Yeah, and yep. also then, of course, your story is going to be affected if you have a room with a hundred thousand people in it. You know, it's yeah. kind of yeah. unrealistic. Well, all that means if you're doing it from Slack is everybody's out of memory. Would <laughs> 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 oh, I say that out loud? That's not right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, we, and we need some. You know, there's there's some uh, capabilities that we need. For instance, so an adventure game like this, you mm. don't want to start over if somewhere halfway you get stuck. Mm-hmm. So things like saving stuff like that and then the bot framework has state management so there's Mm. also something in there that you can build on top and then we could implement saving the game at some point in time so identifying where all the uh, locations of all the objects and having them stored away what puzzles are solved save that away like save the events that happened oh you added this to your inventory yeah because in our scripts we also have conditions Mm -hmm. if i say pick up newspaper then a flag bill we said that i have the newspaper in my inventory so Mm -hmm. the game will show it and if I then again say pick up newspaper, it will trigger a different condition and it will say I already picked it up. What's Remind, the name of the reminds game? Reminds me though? of the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy Infocom yeah. game where you start out as Arthur Dent with no tea mm-hmm. and then later you get tea and have both no tea and tea in your inventory <laughs> at the same time. That makes the sentient door go, dude, cool. <laughs> and then it opens. <laughs> <laughs> Try well, describing that in a manual. What's the name of the game actually? I can't remember. So, the, so the game yeah. itself is called uh, The Return of the Body Snatchers. Which is and, also uh, a bit of a... Yeah. Uh, of a yeah and okay. the um, the engine is being called Gamertron 4000. Right. Yeah. Okay. You had a 3000 version, then you moved on. Yeah, the 3000 yeah, version is for V3. 1000 better. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole thousand better. Yeah. And I think we, uh, I think, I don't mm. think it's working right now, but we, we've also uh, taken the script from Zork right. and implemented that into our own scripting language. So you can play Zork on the Gamertron 4000. I, mean, I kind of love the idea of a pure verbal implementation of Zork. Where it's just a voice describing what's going on, and you're using a voice back yeah. to command to do. Yeah, things. we're already talking to Morgan Freeman. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't said yes. You're, you're in a world. Yeah. So, or, or maybe James Earl Jones. Some, yeah. 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 But or you Mark could play Zorak using Cortana. Yeah. You're yeah. talking to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you get Microsoft involved, they'll just call up James Earl Jones and say, "Hey, you know, help these guys out because exactly. it's going to be Guthrie's keynote." <laughs> that would be really cool, to be yeah. voiced properly. Yeah. Yeah, that, yeah. That, that would absolutely be hilarious. No, you cannot pick up the newspaper. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. This is not the newspaper you're looking for. No. <laughs> there is no newspaper. There is and it's no gone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, that could also, we could we could do gestures for a camera and then yeah, we start that's the right. I'm starting yeah. to think about the other UI possibilities, Yeah, this right? is, you know, just slap on some other cognitive services and you can do crazy sure. stuff. But what I love about 8-bit is because you don't have to do all the crazy graphics, right? Exactly. I mean, you guess basically have four positions for yeah. each character, right? Exactly. I mean... Yeah, it is. And, and actually, the phaser library... It is all made to do 4K and all kinds of anti-alias graphics and stuff. And we right. had to 
yeah, we had to uh, stop that all. Turn it all <laughs> we down. We had to turn off all kinds of cool features. Stop making this yeah. fancy. Yeah. Okay, Dumbing this, this doesn't look crappy enough. Okay, let's turn some <laughs> other features off. We really had to have, yeah, and we, had, the, we and put some effort is, in making yeah, it look like this. Face is really particular about drawing nice text. Mm-hmm. So, so the text wasn't blocky enough. Right. So can, we, can you emulate an EGA monitor? That's the yeah, question. Yeah, yeah. Oh, with those nice green pinkish <laughs> colors. <laughs> and the greatest cyan known to man. What's it called? Tendy or something like that? Everybody's like, EGA, what's that? What's yeah. that? Yeah, yeah. I, I said it back yeah, in that's the, horrible. Uh, yeah, back when VGA was an original idea mm. before VGA. Yeah. Uh, that I, was such a big jump when they cut to VGA and Sierra started with games like King's Quest V yeah. and Space Quest Four, and they did these. Uh, those were actually paintings yeah. which they scanned into the computer. Wow. That's yeah, the such a big jump in graphics. Level. Welcome yeah. to four old guys talk about <laughs> nobody knows about anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> really old games. Yeah. Hey, Richard. Yeah, buddy. Guess what time it is. Ah, it must be that happy time again. That's right. It's time to give a spoiler alert for the Gamatron 4000. <laughs> if you ever get stuck, just say the f- and you've got super user access. <laughs> <laughs> I'm is trying to use this around the house, but it just doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, a feature request? Or we, we should pick this one up, yeah. <laughs> it's actually time to give away a $200 Amazon gift card, compliments of Progress Telerik, to one lucky member of the .NET Rocks fan club. But first, let me tell you about the most comprehensive developer toolkit for building modern apps on the market today, Telerik DevCraft. With more than 1,100 Telerik.net and Kendo UI JavaScript components and controls, you can easily build modern, high-performant web, mobile, and desktop apps, as well as chatbots. The toolset also includes reporting solutions, automated testing, and productivity tools, and comes with a range of support options. New this year is a free online training program for all license holders. And with this, alongside thousands of demos with source code, comprehensive docs, and a full assortment of Visual Studio templates, you'll be up and running with the Progress Telerik and Kendo UI tools in no time. Download a free 30-day trial today at telerik.com download. And also consider supporting .NET Rocks by making a monthly pledge at patreon.netrocks.com to ensure we'll stay on the air for years to come. All right, buddy. Who's our winner? Today's winner is Daniel Judge. Congratulations, Daniel. Wow. Yeah. Don't judge. Don't judge, Daniel. He's just a winner. He won $200 at Amazon, compliments of Progress Telerik, just for being a member of the .NET Rocks fan club. And if you'd like to be a member, go to .NET Rocks.com, click on the big Get Free Stuff button, answer a few questions, and join up. We have thousands of members all over the world. In every show, we like to give away stuff from our sponsors. And every December, we give away a $5,000 technology shopping spree to one lucky member of the fan club. And we just gave it away. We did. Just That's gave right. it away to Austin Rush. Congrats. Yep. yep. And yeah. uh, we also, we like to ask our guests, of course. You guys have probably been practicing for this one. If you, <laughs> if you had $5,000 to spend on technology today, what would you buy, Edwin? Okay, yeah, I got that figured out, yes. Um, I'm a musician. Hey, I nice. make electronic music cool. and particularly old-school 90s boom-bap hip-hop music. Awesome. So if I would have $5,000, I would buy myself the Emu SP1200 sampler. Old school. Yeah, old school because there was a lot of classic hip-hop albums from the 80s and 90s that were created on that thing. And I actually looked it up last night <laughs> while, we were, while we were shopping for Lego, basically. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, to Millennium Falcon or not, that was the question. Yeah. Um, and I saw one on eBay for 4999 Now, are you interested in the sampler or the sample? The sampler. 
I want to have it. I want to look at it. I want to okay. touch you know, it, touch it, and use it for sampling stuff. Yeah. So you're not a big uh, software sampler. Yeah, yeah. I use okay. Bitwig. Okay. I use Bitwig as my DAW, and I have yeah. some MIDI controllers. But you know, mm-hmm. this is for the real hip hop heads, as we say. This is gotcha. the one. This is the holy grail. Right. Cool. And there's one on sale for four nine 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 on eBay. So. If you guys could That's write a check right now, <laughs> I could just I could still bid on that one. Yeah, well, you might with shipping, you might be over a little bit. Yeah, yeah just probably. Saying. I, I will do that on tomorrow. <laughs> <pocket. No laughs> you have to pick it up. You'll no pay problem. the shipping. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you're willing. All right. Well, how about you, Sonder? So now that winter is coming, I was actually looking for fireplaces, but I oh. don't have a chimney in my home. So I was looking at these uh, newfangled electric fireplaces. Right, oh. that don't need to be drafted outside. Yeah, yep. you don't need a chimney. Just light the thing on fire. <laughs> <laughs> Live dangerously, my friend. But the new, the new, new ones are uh, pretty cool, actually. So yeah. they use water damp. To, to simulate flames. Oh, and then there are LED yeah. lights in, in the bottom which light up. The, so it actually looks like flames. Fire looks good. Yeah. There's a speaker in there. So you hear the... No. Wait a minute. Did you guys have noises. this on a TV channel? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then on Netflix. On Netflix, there's a it's fire. It's just not warm. Yeah, yeah. It's a, but, but it's, it's not too warm. deep. Yeah. Well, you get an electric heater and you put a TV in front of it and <laughs> yeah. there you go. Or okay. you get an old TV. I guess. It will heat up, right? So... That's a good solution. But the, um, unfortunately, this is only like two and a half thousand euros yeah. or something like that. Two, but I, I'm, yeah, or probably buy some Lego because we were yeah. looking at Star Wars sets <laughs> yesterday. You, 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 you can you spend a lot of money, a lot on, Lego. Of money on Lego. Totally, yeah. Wow. What's, what's the big, the, there's a big, big Millennium Falcon. Yeah, now. it's 900 yeah. euros it's, or something like um, I, I think the star destroyed that we... Oh yeah, that so one was oh, man, a, a really star big destroyer. imperial star destroyer, which wow. was twelve hundred euros or something yep. like that. Does it play music? Too? <laughs> I mean, nope. it, play it, it just stands there once you've built it. So mm. yeah. I do like that with these big sets, you get these standards to to show them off, right? Mm-hmm. To yeah. to put them on, yeah. and you can use that to explain to your wife that it's not a toy. It's, it's art. something that <laughs> it belongs in a museum. It can't be a toy. It's art. You cannot play with it, so it's not. Toy, right? Yeah. Exactly. Right. Art. <laughs> yeah. Do you love the big the, the big Legos? Yeah. So how how big do you foresee this game getting? Yeah, how big do we see it getting? You know, it's just uh we haven't actually gotten any pull requests, so we're now well, you will now. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe. <laughs> yeah, so, so but we do a lot of sessions with it, so we wanna uh, you know get the word out there and then and then uh yeah, we want people to participate and then it can get as big as we uh, as, as people want actually I right? should probably check my Azure credits right now that's yeah, right, yeah, that's right. Expensive. <laughs> yeah. I was just thinking about the translate services mm-hmm. like if you did the oh. all text one oh, that's a good one like, also yeah exactly. pick your language exactly yeah yeah and you st- are you still displaying text on the screen uh, yeah, there is some text in in the graphical. You see the text on the screen when somebody says says something. Right. Yes. But when you pick the, you, there's also the bot emulator right. that you can use to just test the game. So we use that to test it, and then you just see the textual description what is in the room. So okay. we also from the script we have t- two choices to say this is for the GUI mm. and this is for the text based. Right. And then we, uh, f- but because for the text based we have to send more text to the customer so he knows right. what's going on. Yeah. So translation point. would be interesting yeah. as well for the GUI. Just yeah. send everything through it, and yeah. you can keep the script in a single language. Yeah. Exactly. So you can run this in a console window and just do all text. Yeah, no, yeah exactly. Yeah. yeah. Or, or do it all audio, right? Like, exactly. you literally yeah. just be an earbud. Yeah, it reminds that's cool. Me, it reminds me, there was a game, I think it was on Android, but it was for, 
exercise it was for running yeah and, mm-hmm. and where you were we were trying to avoid zombies yeah, yeah. that's right yeah, i remember yeah. that it was just yeah. audio right because right. like, you don't you it's can't creepy. have the eyes while they're running right but it was really creepy but it was in real real map space yeah, so it was you using would like map space run through new york or whatever that, yeah. and then zombie ahead yeah. watch out you gotta take a detour turn left turn left yeah, well, yeah we have lots of ideas we also had the idea that when we do something with the game on for instance a conference like this mm. that we create a booth People can step in, mm. make a picture of their face. We pixelate it, and then you get an extra. You be an extra in the game. <laughs> People you just walking a- behind Scott, like, "Hey, Scott, how you doing?" Our guy in the <laughs> That is so cool. So yeah. yeah, we have ideas galore. But you know, we so, also you know, what work. You do is we you also have, have a good <laughs> job. And what you do is you set up a Patreon account, and if you you know a hundred dollars a month yeah. gets you to be an extra in our exactly. game. Exactly. And if yeah. you do two hundred, you get lines of text. Nice. Oh, that's we'll cool. get, you can actually talk. <laughs> If you do 300, you can get a curse word. In yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's wow. the important part. Clearly, yeah. So it will be it will be evolving, but it's also like I said, it's it's all um, dependent on how much time we can spend in it because we also have a day job and help sure. customers and stuff. Yeah, like that. and our original goal was always to create a nice demo for the bot yeah, firing, not to sure. not to create a game itself. So yeah. that's not well. And just an interesting example of this new U. It's essentially a UI device. Yeah. That I should have a set of services in, uh, that I have, and this is a different kind of UI that exactly. can be yeah. typed, can be spoken. But I, I like that you've tied in a visual engine so that you can't, you, you're, it isn't just the text back from the bot, right. showing additional information. Yeah. It's more efficient in other formats. Um, our sponsor, Telerik, makes a, bot, a set of bot controls. That's right. Mm-hmm. The big one is the date picker. Yeah. It's like yeah. selecting dates manually in a bot socks. Yeah. So, yeah. You know, actually being able to pull up a a, a control of some kind yeah. to select a data. Yeah, and that's also efficient. how you can see that the the, the game uh, concepts and the bot concepts really align well. Because in the bot framework, you also have these prompts for mm. date time, for instance. Right. But also suggested actions. Yeah. So you say something to the bot and it says, okay, you can choose from these three items. Mm-hmm. That's what we use when we are in a conversation, for instance, with mm. Al or Ian. That we tell him something, and then the responses that we can give, just like in the old school games, mm. are just suggested actions, and you can click on them, and they will be sent back to the bot. Right. And then, if if you play it in the emulator, you will actually see the UI of the emulator showing these suggested actions, and you can click on them. What I really like about this is that it, it it's a creative way to take sort of real world things, you know, the characters that we know mm-hmm. and, and our sort of culture, exactly. and put it into the game. Is there any real world integration with uh, with the game? In other words, um, not yet. I, no. n- nothing comes to mind in particular, but you know, being able to order a pizza, perhaps. No, not not yet. But you know, what what isn't there could be. Right. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to yeah. be playing. We haven't a game. been able to beam anyone actually to a UFO, <laughs> so that, that, <laughs> no, you should work on that because that would be a killer Once feature. We find one. Once we find that, then uh, then we. Yeah. Go. I mean, if you Patreon a thousand a month, maybe. <laughs> yeah. You could get that. We will call Elon, and yeah. maybe he can work something out. Work you know? something out. <laughs> I I do like this idea of the. Bots fall neatly into the sort of the ambient compute space. So it's almost like I want a secondary machine in my office that mm-hmm. I only use that vocal interface or so forth, just to display where the way you change that display yeah. between different modes is mm-hmm. through the bot framework. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whether it's, a, you know, the weather check or any of those sorts of things. Yeah. But that, yeah, you, you can know. tie it into a lot, yeah. And now idea. you also start seeing these uh, these smart speakers getting screens, right? Like yeah, the, the uh, Amazon Echo and, and uh, stuff. I was going to yeah. say, yeah, I, yeah. If I'm on a long ride, I will play 20 questions with Alexa. Sorry, I didn't mean to say that. 
but yeah, it's it's kind of fun. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Lenovo just shipped a Google Home device. It has a pretty good size screen on it mm, as well, okay. and it's exactly along that line. It's it's like these pure voice interfaces, but then also the screen because certain things are better shown than described. Yeah, exactly. mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. It's, yeah, so that mixture of when. When does your bot jump out of, I just say this back to you, whether it's typed or, or spoken, and actually choose to display something. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It's the same on my watch. I'm, uh, I'm wearing an Apple Watch. Mm -hmm. And if I ask, the S, if I use the S word to ask <laughs> a certain someone to show me the weather, it just shows the weather. It's, yeah. it's, it's not gonna gonna talk about uh, the whole week. It just shows me the craft for the whole All week. Right, here's here's, a, here's the, the joke of the year, right? Siri. Read me the Gettysburg Address. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Good luck shutting her up now. Just angered everybody, right? <laughs> Did he wake up or? Yeah. No, no I need to buy a new one. <laughs> <laughs> it's vaguely, vaguely Saved broken. by the dead battery. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I tend to go, fall into my IT side where we have all, we have that sort of network operation center with many screens on it. And one of the hassles is all the different configurations. Mm -hmm. yeah. what, what do you want to see and how do you want to yeah. see it? So. Yeah, we did a way back, we did a .netflix episode with um, Jeffrey Obdom. You know, yeah, he's an MVP yeah. and he's uh, also an ALM ranger. Okay. And he created a bot in which he could um, basically control TFS and the whole uh, deployment pipeline for hmm. a project from, uh, I guess it was Slack or Skype. Yeah. So he could just say, okay, give me all the releases. And then you got back the suggested action with all the releases. You can click on it. And he could basically do all kinds of stuff, all the DevOps stuff. Right. Through a bot. And that interacted with TFS. So. Yeah. Yeah. And this is not voice yet, but with all these cognitive services, it's pretty easy. Pretty easy Once to you, add that you have trained the models, it's pretty easy to integrate it into the pipeline. Yeah. Wouldn't it be better to have an 8-bit adventure game to control your DevOps pipeline? <laughs> totally. Yeah. 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 And, then, and then the DevOps pipeline builds the 8-bot adventure game. <laughs> That's very meta of you. Wow. <laughs> I like Inception, it. my friend. Yeah. <laughs> a, game's a, a game that builds the workflow for the game. Yeah. That's messed up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, an Inception game. That's what Inception you're Inception game, yeah. Oh, we were yeah. already very glad with a fridge that worked, so, you know. Yeah, now you can do more, <laughs> Baby steps. more disruptions on all that. So we've done, we've talked about the bot network before, but just to refresh people's memory, because now if they're excited to do it, how do we get started with the bot network? Yeah, so you've, you've got a bot framework, framework, framework and that, yeah. that consists of a couple of parts. So you've got a bot framework SDK, yeah. Yeah. which is available for C Sharp, Java, Python, and Node.js. Mm -hmm. So you can use that to, to build your own bot. Mm -hmm. And that comes with a couple of tools. You've got some command line tools to uh, provision and maintain your bot in Azure. Uh, there's an emulator you can use so you can locally debug on your machine. Mm -hmm. And then there's this web chat component that you can use to host your bot into your, your website. Right. And, and thinking about naming because it's now the Azure Bot service, right? So oh, if you if you um, if you go to the documentation, sometimes it depends yeah. on which documentation page you are. So yeah. um, I, I think there they're trying problems. to call the yeah, whole yeah. thing Azure Bot Service, yeah. and then you've got a bot framework with these components, and then you've got the bot connector service, yeah. and that's actually where you register your bot in Azure. Right. So you register your bot, and you register any client channels such as Slack, uh, Skype, and that sort of things. Mm. And then the, the thing we use from the browser is called a direct channel mm -hmm. uh, direct connection. Line. The uh, direct line yeah, channel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're right, a direct line channel. And that, that's basically opens up a WebSocket connection sure. between uh, the, the browser and the, and the bot connector. You can send events over that channel. 
But basically just go to docs.microsoft.com, look for bot framework, yeah. and make sure that you select the V4 documentation because the V3 is also in there. Mm-hmm. But make sure you get the last version and then you get all kinds of how-tos and facts and stuff like that to uh, to get started with the bot framework and sample yeah. applications. And if you need a sample application, go yeah. to github.com slash amoling slash gametron4000. Yep. So and what's going to happen with Gametron 5000? You got any new features that you want to put in there? Yeah, well, you know, this is this is all NDA. We cannot talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's Man. too soon, Carl. Just, just call us Man. when we have some uh, announcements now. Okay. Now, there are no actual plans for making a big change to the to the engine, but maybe adding no. some stuff to the game. M- m- maybe adding as much as cognitive services yeah. as we mm-hmm. can uh, oh, get in yeah. there. Yeah. That's a good idea. And, and speech, you don't need to add it because it's already there, right? You can just, yeah. You can just use speech. It's a cognitive service, yeah, right? Yeah. It's cognitive yeah. service. Oh, yeah, or whatever speech engine. Sure. Why not? Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else that we didn't talk about that you want to cover before we sign off? No, we basically covered everything, right? No, I, I think so. Any, I'm, any, I'm sure that session yeah. went well here. Folks yeah. must have loved it. Yeah. Yeah, it was full room, so we were very glad with that. Yeah. yeah. And what's the name of the GitHub repo? It's uh, slash amolunk slash Gamertron 4000. We'll put it so in the, the show notes. We'll put it in the show already. notes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we'll send you. All right, great. The framework for that. Well, Edwin, Sonder, thank you very much for joining us. It's been, it's been so much fun geeking out Thanks with you guys. Thanks for having us. It was great. Yeah, yeah it was a pleasure. Right. And we'll see you next time on .NET Rocks. .NET Rocks is brought to you by Franklin's Net and produced by Pwop Studios, a full-service audio, video, and post-production facility located physically in New London, Connecticut, and, of course, in the cloud. Online at pwop.com. Visit our website at dotnetrocks.com for RSS feeds, downloads, mobile apps, comments, and access to the full archives going back to show number one recorded in September 2002. And make sure you check out our sponsors. They keep us in business. Now go write some code. See you next time. Got a transmitter band.